Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy, romance, and all of the stormy places they overlap. Mm. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, and it is good. Today is Tuesday, September 8th, and we have a storm coming in. You can probably hear it in the background. Tumult. I told Kelly Robson that we had a storm coming in, and she loves to look at the wind patterns, and she said that the jet stream is doing a big swoop right over our heads right now. <sighs> she even sent me the link. You know what? I should do a screenshot of it because it does look really cool. Let's see if I can grab that here. She's a, a weather geek. Oh, there we go. Okay, so now I just have to get the screenshot of it. What did we do before we could do screenshots on our phones? Huh? There we go. So... Jet stream doing a big swoop right over our heads. And we have big rain coming in. Fortunately, I know I mentioned this on um, probably Friday's podcast, um, that I was fretting about my annual vines, but all is looking well. Yeah, right now we're the four forecast low. Why does that sound wrong? The forecasted low? Anyway, it's 40. 40 degrees Fahrenheit. For those of you in weird Celsius places, that means not freezing. 32 is freezing. So, only rain for us, which is awesome. Uh, Places farther north will not be so lucky. Denver's supposed to get uh, 2 to 5 inches. It was already snowing in Wyoming yesterday. Uh, some of you may or may not know, David and I lived, well, David was born and raised in Wyoming, so he lived there most of his life, and I lived there over 20 years, and we were really congratulating ourselves that we are not looking down the throat of the beginning of winter, um, as people in Wyoming are. That was just hard. That was hard, um, because we would very often get our first winter storm around Labor Day weekend, and then it would last through May. And sometimes we had cold Junes. That's, you know, our, our summers were gorgeous. <laughs> we had gorgeous weather. It was gorgeous. You know, July and August were perfect. But boy. So I was very happy to have my day off yesterday. I was glad that, again, Kelly Robson encouraged me to do that. Um, I don't often take holidays, as I've discussed on here. If there's not, um, especially if there's not any kind of celebration attached to it, uh, I'm much more likely to take, I'll take a few days off at Thanksgiving or Christmas or birthday weekend in years when we could have those. But, you know, a lot of times, well, especially like for Christmas, I'll take more time off because 
there's a lot of stuff to do and I want to enjoy doing it. Uh, you know, like Labor Day weekend, which is what it was yesterday in the U.S., you know, there's just nothing. <laughs> it's Really, it's it's the opposite of, of anything because the whole point of Labor Day is to celebrate the laborers and give them a day off. So it's really kind of a nice holiday that way. Corrine had messaged me saying, "What what is this holiday? And I said, you know, it ends up being like the last hurrah of summer. It's a day that's really for playing. You don't have to memorialize anyone. There's no marching. There's no remembrance. There's no onus. There's no, you know, like family feast obligation. It's mainly for, you know, people do a lot of barbecues, camping, boating, hiking, getting out in the world. Um, Of course, that was a little different this year, but still... What I ended up doing was I had some obligation-type stuff on Saturday. Uh, We finished out the last of the interviews for the Sephwa blog editor. And I did my yoga class on Saturday morning before that. And then I did not have much else I had to do that day. After the blog interviews were done, I took care of a little bit more of Sephwa business that I needed to do. And then I shut off my computer. And I did not turn it on again until Sunday afternoon. Um, I was going to do my SFF7 blog on Sunday morning. But I thought, I've already got a streak of having my computer off. And I didn't really feel the topic. The topic just... uh, There are certain ways, you know, that writers think about their work that we all go oh yes that's exactly my experience and then there's others that just are not how we think and so the topic was ticks and tells what what terrible tick or tell have you given to one of your characters that they would not foist off on their worst enemy so something that they really hate about themselves and while I do have ticks and tells for my characters they're always much more subtle than that and they don't dwell on it I don't know I think it was just the phrasing that got me the idea of you know that they wouldn't wish on their worst enemy you know so it's something that they hate so much that they wouldn't even wish it on their enemy I don't think my characters ever hate things about themselves that much. I know that my characters are often unhappy with aspects of themselves. But, you know, very often they think it's some aspect of their life that they're unhappy with. And when they figure out it's themselves, then they fix it. Because I think that's how human beings are. Ideally, anyway. Um, I think, you know... When we talk about GMC, the goal, motivation, and conflict, which is a very useful way for many authors to think about characters, and I just can't do it because it's good for writing up a logline. It's good for writing up a synopsis of the story. What does your character want? Why do they want it? Why can't they have it? But... 
human beings are far more complex creatures than that. Like if you ask for your own life, what is your goal, motivation, and conflict? Your probably your immediate response, if I asked you that, would be something along the lines of, for what thing? You know, like, what are my goals for my career? What are my goals for my children? What are my goals for love? What are my goals for keeping the kitchen clean? <laughs> you know, I mean, we have, we have myriad goals. We have all kinds of goals. And so I realized that GMC is a way of crystallizing that, of, of bringing the focus down. But for me, it, it ends up being limiting. And especially when someone, when a character has a personal flaw that is holding them back, I think it's very rare that people are aware of their own personal failings or of the things that are blockading them. Most of the time we think that the world is against us or that we've got bad luck or that something is not going our way, right? So we think in terms of, well, this is a good example. When I, one of my philosophies, I don't know, one of my, oh, what's the word for what I'm trying to describe? way of interpreting the world, a sign, a cue. Anyway, if you think that everybody is against you or that everybody is mad at you, then you should look at what you are doing. Because if one person is annoyed with you, then that's just, you know, the breaks. That's how it goes. But if you feel like everybody is mad at you, then... Either something is going on with everyone you know, or Occam's Razor, the simplest solution is the most likely, it's you. And it's almost always you. <laughs> oh, what was that? My phone buzzed. Oh, it was a text. It was a text from my mother saying good morning. Good morning, Mom. I'm not going to answer it right now. So, with ticks and tells... Yeah, what do they hate about themselves? I mean, I think that we we often dislike things about ourselves, but I think we rarely loathe them that way. And ticks and tells, by their very nature, are are not things that we are aware of, right? especially tells, right? You know, other people, other characters observe our tells, right? Other people observe our tells. So other characters observe our characters' tells, um, especially if they're trying to get to know someone who's difficult to know. One of my favorite character tells, um, and something that I have mimicked in various ways because it struck me so much, was in Star Trek The Next Generation after Picard was rescued from his time as Lacutus with the Borg. And for those of you who are not fans of the show, uh, the Borg are a race that are part machine, and they implant cybernetic limbs or accessories. And to make Picard Lacutus, they took out, I think it was, we'll say it was his right eye, it was left or right, I don't recall. But anyway, they took out his eye and implanted it with kind of a camera. And it was part of his face. And 
after he was rescued, the humans, his people, not us, the good guys, uh, took out the camera and were able to give him a an organic eye again and implant that for him and give him the, you know, a normal, so he was like normal Patrick Stewart again. But, and because Patrick Stewart is really such a nuanced actor, there were times when if he was distressed or particularly if he was worried about the Borg, uh, he would just touch his cheek touch his cheekbone or touch the orbit of his eye and you knew he was thinking about the pain and how that had felt um and also the connectedness it was it was really a wonderfully nuanced thing because one thing about being the borg i mean he had been assimilated and nobody wants to be assimilated but the borg were also you know kind of a mass mind and once he was removed from that he missed the connection even though he'd hated it. It was, it was well done. So I love that kind of ticker telling. That's probably what I would have written about. But the whole foist on their worst enemy thing I stymied me, so I got stuck there. So anyway, I decided not to uh, do the blog post. And I got on later that day because I had a mentoring session at 4 that I needed to do. And it was my only obligation for the day. So around... Three o'clock, and I had a lovely day. I did a lot of reading. I cleaned up some stuff around the house that I wanted to get done. Um, and I did a, a personal grooming session. <laughs> you know, um, I, I love doing that kind of thing, you know, where I gave myself a, a facial and I did a body scrub and deep condition on my hair and all of that kind of thing. I love doing that. And so then I got turned on my computer around three and got on there to, you know, communicate with my mentee. And I sent a message via Facebook to the rest of the SFF7 saying I wasn't going to do the a post that day. Every once in a while someone takes it off and it's no harm, no foul. And I said I didn't think anyone was going to be reading <laughs> on Sunday anyway, Sunday and Monday. That was what prompted Kareen to ask me why, what's going on? Because uh, I just thought a lot of people were not going to be online. And other people commented that they thought it was a hard topic, too. So at least it wasn't just me. And then my mentee said that she couldn't make it, that she'd had a change of schedule. So I ended up being totally obligation-free on Sunday. And so shut down my computer again and just kept reading. I read um, Melissa Mars, The Wicked and the Dead, which is... A new novel, New World, it's an urban fantasy, and she had sent me the novel, it just released last week, uh, and so the novel comes first, and then the novella called Blood Martinis and Mistletoe will be in our Under a Winter Sky anthology, and so she had sent me both so that I could read them, um, and you definitely, it's definitely best payoff to read them in order, and oh, I really just love this book. I have liked Melissa Mars' writing for a very long time. I was a um, fangirl of hers before we ended up in the same author Facebook group, and then I was all stalkery, and I'm like, hi, hi, new friend, and now now we're friends, and it's it's really cool. And she even, I, I posted reviews of the book for, one of the things I did yesterday was catch up on posting a bunch of reviews, so I'm sorry if there were 
and it was an onslaught. I wanted to get those all done. I wrote up several blurbs. I wrote a bunch of reviews. Got all that off my plate. Because that was, and I'll circle back to Melissa, but um, that was the great advantage of taking so much of Saturday and all day Sunday off was then having yesterday where I took off writing, I just did all of the business stuff that I needed to get done and didn't do over the weekend. So some people were commenting that it didn't sound like I'd had much of a day off yesterday because I really was on the computer all day, but um, it was great. It was great because I didn't over the weekend and I got so much done yesterday. It was really lovely. Caught up on pretty much all the royalty statements. I just have to wait for money from Nyla to come in. And then I will be sending pay bills this afternoon. The remainder of the bills are the second wave of bills. So um, the Wicked and the Dead, it had a little bit of a slow start for me. So if you experience that, just keep going because it really grows on you. And uh, Genevieve is um, a really interesting, it's an interesting twist on vampires. It takes place in New Orleans and she really nails it. It's very atmospheric and the love interest is a fairy, a fey man named Eli who owns a bar in the French Quarter, and he is super hot, <laughs> and it's, um, oh, sexual tension's off the charts in this book, and both, both the book and then the novella um, sort of deepens their relationship, and it's really wonderful, and now it's making me um, really... I don't need more pressure on myself about whatever I'm going to write for this anthology. But yeah, I feel like she's really up the stakes. Leslie Penelope, who's also in the anthology, uh, was talking about polishing her story. She has to turn it in for uh, Amazon Audibles. I'd forgotten that, the Audible Originals, by October 1st. So she'll be well ahead of our October 31st deadline for the anthology. I'll be writing my novella in the second half of September and October. And I just, uh, I guess I'm going to do, I, I don't know what I'm going to write. I, I, do, I, keep, I keep vacillating. Um, but now I want it to be as awesome as Melissa's novella. Can I just have no, Melissa's novella? Uh, oh, well. So, so yeah, yesterday I just caught up on a lot of these things that have been sliding down my to-do list. You know how it is. Did all of these reviews, the blurbs, um, caught up all the royalty statements, a um, bunch of other just like little, little things. So I didn't clear everything off my list, but I got a lot off. And so now my list is looking much freer. So I'm very happy about all those things. And Dark Wizard, I got, I did get 3,000 words on Dark Wizard on Friday. So I don't even remember where I'm at. I haven't looked at the spreadsheet today. But I am closing in on the Act 2 Climax, which is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, this book is quite a bit more romance, I think, than 
I mean, it's got a, a good, I love the world. I'm really enjoying the world and the magic system. Oh, and that is something I did over the weekend was I um, did a bunch of research to try to find actually just one word. I've been having a hard time finding this word. Actually, I should ask you guys. Um, let's see, where am I at? I've got 71,000 words on Dark Wizard. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I am trying to think of a word for a wizard's workroom. And I feel certain that there must be one. But I have not been able to find it. A place where a wizard does their in incantations, where they do their work. Um, please message me or comment if you have an idea. But I, I even, I dug out a whole bunch of like, my very dusty, um, <laughs> I'm trying to describe how to, what, try to think about what to call them. I have a lot of books on the occult and magic. Um, probably this comes as no surprise to any of you, but I've collected them over the years. And I dug a bunch of those out trying to find what this word would be. Because Google was not doing it. One of the interesting things about the internet is it is instant access but it's so biased by what people are searching for. Like, for instance, if you look up The Magicians, everything is about the, the show, about the series The Magicians. And you almost can't read it out. It's really annoying. So, anyway, if you have ideas, let me know. Um, and I'm going to go get to work. First cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find other podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.